You are a blowfish. What? A blowfish, think about it. Small in stature, not swift, not cunning. Easy prey for predators, but the blowfish has a secret weapon, doesn't he? Doesn't he? What does the blowfish do, Jesse? What does the blowfish do? I don't even know what The blowfish pops up, okay? The blowfish puffs himself up four or five times larger than normal, and why? Why does he do that? So that it makes him intimidating, that's why. Intimidating. So that the other scarier fish are scared off. And that's you. You are a blowfish. But you see, it's just all an illusion. As it is. It's nothing but air. Now, who messes with the blowfish, Jesse? Nobody. You're damn right. I'm a blowfish. You are a blowfish. Say it again. I'm a blowfish. Say it like you mean it. I'm a blowfish! You're a blowfish! That's yeah! Blowfish in this up. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I'm Canvas Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Canvas Sativa. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and would like to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email or contact me at IamCanvasSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to check out our Instagram at IamCanvasSativa. You can also check out our official Twitter, Twitter account at IC Sativa Podcast. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Anchor FM, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us, as rating and reviewing us on iTunes will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this podcast and elevate the podcast and spread, spread this message across the world, and we really want to do that. Um, if you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon and support us. We plan on doing big things with our humble little project, such as going to trade shows, visiting other MMJ or adult use states, or or do or going to conferences, and also doing on field work. By supporting us, it helps us to buy equipment for the website for the podcast. It helps us to pay rent it helps us to pay for hosting it helps us to travel and and do a whole host of other things to to grow and improve and enrich the podcast so if you can support the podcast we would really appreciate it um the way you can do that is by going to www.anchor.fm slash i am cannabis sativa podcast slash support again that's www.anchor.fm anchor.fm slash I am canvas sativa podcast slash support love that uh throwback that I just threw for you guys um love breaking bad um that scene is especially pertinent um because uh today as you know um is as good of a day as any um as of the time of this recording, it's it's Sunday, and I hope you guys are having a good weekend and a good Sunday. And um, you know what we you know what we often do on Sundays, right? You you remember, you know, you haven't you haven't gone soft in us and forgotten. But um, today is a Sunday, and uh, today is a good of is as good of a day as any other day for a name and shame. So we're we're naming and shaming, and. Uh, 
you know, shout out to uh, New Mexico and Albuquerque and, you know, that in Santa Fe and, and all those areas. Um, we got some news out of uh, um, New Mexico, which has ha they've been doing some pretty good stuff on the cannabis front as of late. Um, they've elected a pro cannabis governor that wants to legalize. Um, you know, their Congress, um, I think Dems control everything. So, you know, they have they have the ability like 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 uh, New York or, or New Jersey or um, or even Maryland. I mean, even though they have a Republican governor, but they have like Massachusetts, um, they have a um, majority Dem legislature. So, you know, Maryland is also in play, too. So don't count them out either. But. Um, but New Mexico is certainly in play. Um, the, the new governor has been trying to make moves to legalize. And although they, although they sort of felt short in the past few weeks, um, their governor didn't want to kill momentum, which I, I commend her. I mean, I, she's doing a, I mean, I don't know New Mexico politics, but on the canvas front, she's been a sort of warrior from what I've seen. And, um, she didn't want to kill momentum, even though adult use didn't pass and she didn't get a bill that she can sign. So she de so she did a full, so she loosened penalties and did decriminalization because she doesn't want people continuing to go to jail for a victimless crime. So good on her, good good on your governor for doing that. But um, this this episode isn't about that. Um, there are some um, there are some obstructionists, some Democrat centrist obstructionists in the New Mexico Senate that are that have been holding back marijuana progress and those two people have to go and um i'm gonna read an article about them and i'll give my commentary on uh, as i read the article so just give me one moment just one sec one sec almost there all right okay read the article Mo okay, so it's from uh, Al Albuquerque Journal. Moderate New Mexico Senate Dems could face primary foes. And the article is by Dan Boyd, Journal Capital Bureau Chief. Santa Fe. With the dust from the New Mexico 60-day legislative session finally settled, progressive groups are already taking aim at some moderate Senate Democrats who helped put the brakes on several high-profile bills. Those who could face challenges include two longtime lawmakers who hold key positions, Senate Finance Committee Chairman John Arthur Smith of Deming and Senate President Pro Temp Mary K. Pepin of Las Cruces, or Cruces, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. My Spanish was never my strong suit. But the state, the state's Democratic Party chairwoman says that no litmus test for legislators who are elected to represent diverse districts statewide and no punishment for Democrats who stay from, who stray from the party's platform. Quote, we put the platform out there and we don't chop everyone's head off for not following it 100%. Chairwoman Marg Elliston well, you should, you know, I mean, you know, everyone, everyone who's worth their salt has a code. You know, they have things that they feel are wrong. They have things that they feel are boundary crossers. And if you, you violate those said boundaries, 
you know, you get ostracized from the group. And that should be no different in politics, you know. If, you know, if the party wants to go a certain direction and through, through, through your own personal biases and prejudices, you don't want to go that direction, then yes, you should face a consequence. It's that simple. If, if 60% of your citizens want cannabis to be legal and because, Nancy, because Richard Nixon in the 1970s told you that minorities do it and hippies do it and that losers that won't do anything with their lives do it and you know you, and Nixon's voices are still in your flipping head and are still guiding your, your decisions as a lawmaker despite 60% of your, your, your citizens wanting such a reform then you absolutely need to, need to be tossed out of office it's, it's that simple you know there needs to be a code and there needs to be there needs to there needs to be a code and there needs to be consequences for people who break said code period all right let me finish let me continue she also said that the state's democratic party is not in the business of deciding who should run in primary elections while adding that she saw more unity than division among democrats on crucial issues during this year's legislative session with Democrats currently holding a majority in both legislative chambers and all 112 seats up for election next year, up for election next year. So, again, if you live in New Mexico and you have reefer madness centrist politicians like the two that were just named, this next year is your time to get rid of every single one. You know, adult use didn't pass in this session. We need to find every single person. Like, if you live in New Mexico and, and you're on the activist front, and you, you know, you, you know, you, you're tuned to cannabis news, you need to gather every single person in, in in your state senate and clean house. New Jersey needs to do that. New York. I mean, I I mean, I don't know. I mean, I mean, maybe New York has to do that to an extent too. All these blue states that are still struggling to pass through adult use, they all need to sort of put that forward. They, they all need to get and spring that forward as well. But, you know, we'll see. But, you know, this is the opportunity if you live in New Mexico to get rid of these people. They're all, every single, all, you heard the article, one, all 112 legislative seats up for an election next year. So if they're, if they're a centrist that are obstructing cannabis reform, you know, healthcare reform, just any other reform that you feel is needed, you have the you have the ability to get rid of all of them. So, yeah, I mean, let's let's finish. While Democrats currently hold hold a majority in both legislative chambers, and all 112 seats are up for election next year, the schism between progressive and more moderate Democrats could be an issue to rush. I mean, to watch. Former state Senate Senator. Eric Grigo of Albuquerque, who heads a progressive advocacy group, said this year's session brought victories from his perspective on legislat legislation related to voter registration, public schools, and gun restrictions. But he said a small group of conservative Senate Democrats, several of whom hold key positions in the chamber, played a role in stymieing bills dealing with more money for early childhood programs. So these so these centrists are not only are, are not only crappy on 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 marijuana and the thing we care about on this podcast, but they they don't want they don't want 
preschoolers to have more money and more funding and they want to block that like they're, they're not only pieces of shit on, on cannabis but they're pieces of shit in, in actually caring about the children which they claim to care so much about when when they block cannabis bills but let's continue so signing bills dealing with more money for early childhood programs from the state's largest permanent fund legalizing recreational marijuana use and repealing a long dormant state abortion ban quote most of the bills had they gone to the floor would have passed Griego said in an interview alluding to the fact that the permanent fund and marijuana bills were both bottled up in the Senate Finance Committee without a final vote being taken. He said the groups are already working on an, on organizing on organizing primary election challenges for next year, while predicting that at least four Senate Democrats will face serious and credible primary opponents. Quote, it's a conservative coalition that's out of step with the Democrat with democratic values said Griego, who is the state director for New Mexico's Working Families Party, a progressive advocacy group. Quote, they're undermining potential change in our state, end quote. The senators he cited are, are Democratic Sen Senator Clemente Sanchez of, of Grants and, Gra and Gabri Gabriel Ramos of Silver City, along with Smith and Pepin. Put a pin on that. Pin, put a pin in that and remember these names. We're gonna we're gonna name and shame them and, and put their info in the show notes. Um the the yeah, we're gonna do that. Pepin has has been the Senate president pro temp since twenty thirteen. And while both Smith and Sanchez are influential influential committee chairs, Smith has been in the Senate for thirty plus years, while Pepin was first elected in the chamber in 2000. The other senators are more recent arrivals. Smith says he's not worried about a possible primary challenge, adding more liberal House Democrats will have to explain to voters why they supported, why they supported a tax package that would have raised certain rates and generated more than 350 in additional revenue annually. The tax legislation was parred back by the Senate before being signed into law. Quote, I've been a target before and I'll be a target again. And, and this time we will eventually get you, Mr. Smith. Your reefer madness, like, like, like being, like being anti-gay and discriminating against, um, LGBT people, you know, it, it costs you your career in 2019, you know, it, it, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's against the concept. It's against the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled that you can't discriminate uh, with on, on gay people anymore. And if you do, there will be harsh, harsh consequences. It's it's been codified in law. You know, you will lose your career. You will lose your stuff if you're anti-gay in 2019. Now, we need to do this with cannabis. We need to pull from other successful movements that have gotten the the rights that they've been fighting for. We need to we need to. We need to emulate other groups that have that have succeeded. Let me go on. You'll be Atari again and we'll actually get you, Smith. 
who pointed out voters in three counties encompassed fully or partially by his southwest New Mexico district supported Republican Steve Pierce over I'm probably going to butcher the governor's name but Luan Grisham in last year's gubernatorial race. For his part, Sanchez said he's also not sweating the possibility of a contested primary. He he said he's mostly he's heard mostly positive feedback from his constituent in his largely rural district since the session ended March 16. I don't owe the seat, so anybody has the right to run, he said in an interview. If we go to Santa Fe and govern based on the next election, then we're not doing the job right. Progressive Challengers Progressive New Mexico Democrats have a history, at least in recent years, of ousting long-term incumbent lawmakers in primary elections. Current Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller was among the several Progressive Democrats to win an election to the legislature in 2008. Griego was also among the new, uh, also among the group by knocking off more moderate office holders like Shannon Robinson and James Taylor. In last year's election, North New Mexico House members Debbie Rodilla and Carl Trujillo, both both of whom were considered to be business-friendly Democrats, were unseated by primary foes, but. But such attempts have not always been successful, as both Smith and former Sen- Senator Phil Griego, who has, who who was later convicted of bribery and other public corruption charges, rebuffed primary challengers backed by teachers unions and cons- conservation groups in in 2012. Part of the progressive challenge in trying to unseat conservative Democrats in next year's election cycle will be that many of the targeted lawmakers represent districts outside the progressive strongholds of Albuquerque, Santa Fe, and Las Cruces. Sanchez, who was first elected to the Senate in 2012, said many voters in his district. It includes parts of Quiaboya, Valencia and McKinley and Socorro counties share his moderate views and fiscal conservatism. I think I fit the profile for my constituency, Sanchez said. But progressive leaders say members of the conservative coalition in the Senate also represent districts with high poverty rates and argue that those legislatures have not done enough to address child well-being and issues. Sanchez, excuse me, Stephanie, Stephanie Mayes, the executive director of Progress Now New Mexico, said that the group will embark on a voter education effort before the next year before next year's election cycle. Though she says it's too early to provide specifics. In the past, the nonprofit group has launched billboards targeting certain, law- certain lawmakers. Now is the time to be bold, Mayas said. A former state house member told the journal, we, ha- we had eight years of real harm done to our tax code and our vi- environmental legacy, she added, referring to the administration of former Reefer Madness Governor Susana Martinez. Republican.
again, I don't really know a whole lot about New Mexico politics, but I have heard of, I have heard that lady's that former governor's name a lot blocking cannabis legislation. Just saying. Just saying. Anywho, above the political fray, one person who is largely stay out of the political fray when it comes when it comes to the legislature is Governor Michelle Luan Grisham, a Democrat who took office in January. While Luhan Grisham expressed disappointment that some of her agenda, including a bill that called for more money for the land-grant permanent fund for early childhood education programs, did not win approval by legislators this year, she described the session overall as the most productive in state history. She has also refrained from publicly criticizing lawmakers and instead complimenting killing with kindness, I like it, instead complimenting them for hammering out compromises on bills to increase New Mexico's minimum wage and enact changes to the state's tax code. Quote, I'm not attacking any group in the legislature whose job is to be the fiduciary to tax for, for taxpayers, Luhan Grisham said during a ceremonial bill signing event this month for the minimum wage le legislation. Democrats will hold their biannual state central State Central Committee meeting in Rio Rancho lasts later this month. Next year's primary election is scheduled for June second, twenty twenty. End of article. Um, I mean, I don't have any more to add than you know. We need to get all these reefer madness lawmakers out of the paint. Um, the two that I'm going to emphasize right now, and I'll put I'll put the other I'll put the other people in the show notes. Um, so I have Senator um, John Arthur Smith. Um, I have his information immediately available. So he's from District 5. He represents Donna, Anna, Hidalgo, Luna, and Sierra counties. He's been a senator since 1989. So as, so as long as I've been on this flat earth. Um, <laughs> and his capital phone is 505 nine eight six four three six five and his office phone is five seven five five four six four nine seven nine his home phone is five seven five five four six eight five four six and his email is john dot smith at n m l e g i s dot gov so, so let's get this guy out of the paint because he sits on a key committee. And then Senator Mary Pappin. So she represents District 38, County Donya Anna. And she's been a senator since 2001. Occupation, retired car dealer. Ha, <laughs> you sale, car saleswoman. <laughs> and um, her capital phone is 505-896- Four seven three three, and her home phone is five seven five five two four 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 six two. Again, the capital phone number for Senator Pappin is five zero five nine eight six four seven three three, and her home phone is five seven five five two four 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 six two. I'm gonna put all. I'm gonna put the other two people that were mentioned in this article in the show notes. But I, I emphasize these two people because they have the most power right now, and they've been there 
for both for both 20 and 30 years so they have the most power the most sway in blocking stuff so I'm, I'm, I'm gonna put their information front and center but I'm gonna put the other two other two people that were mentioned as well too um, and that's I guess that's all I have to say for this name and shame and and like we had in this article like we had in the code open you know we're we're blo we're blowfishes. We we cannabis users, us cannabis fan, we're blowfish. We may seem small, we may seem fringe, but if you mess with us, you're gonna pay dearly, and it's gonna cost you your job as a politician. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. They're gonna send one to the New York Times, one to the L.A. Times press release stuff. Look, the people you are after are the people you depend on. You cook your meals. We haul your trash, we connect your calls, we drive your ambulances, we guard you while you sleep. Do not fuck with us. Like who's in there, we'll vote them out.